0: The following is a Hoop Ball presentation. Welcome, Hoop Ballers, to the Hoop Ball Heat Podcast. That was a good intro, right? Oh, I get it. All right. I'm your host, uh, Luke Weber at Luke Josh Webb, because apparently Twitter is in right now in the sports verse. And uh, uh, as we all know, he Twitter is a loving, safe space. Um, but, anyways, more importantly, it's not about who I am, it's about who I am with. And I'm with my, uh, my trusty, loyal co host. The uh, the Kyle Lowry who isn't doing all the fancy stuff but manages to help out with all the uh, all, all the little things, make everything possible. And I have we a got, big butt, and he has a big butt. We got Ben Toby on here. What's up, my guy? Good to have you back, Luke. That's right, hoop ballers. Luke is back after
1: a couple episodes gone. We missed you here, Luke. I missed you here.
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, this week was my uh, my midterms. I, uh, I'm dealing with a lot of uh, just work and uh, essays and whatever. <laughs> but ultimately, it's uh, it's good to finally be back. I. Uh, I know that uh, Ben Ben has been missing me, so because of my absences, he'll be punishing me by making me cover all the Cleveland Cavaliers games, Uh, but I'm I'm excited to do a a weekly wrap-up and talk a bit about what we saw from this team, the team that we call the Miami Heat. Which you, you should gotta, probably know if you're listening to us.
1: Why you got to do the hoop ball Cavs
0: guys like that? <laughs> what did they do to you? I, I, I'm sorry, but I think Cleveland had it coming. <laughs> um,
1: but no, so what this is, is we wanted to do for you guys a little. Um, th- We are a week into this NBA season. Well, we're over a weekend, actually. But for the Miami Heat, it has been just about a week into this NBA season. Um, We wanted to do a little, uh, you know, a little quick review. uh, Give us your thought or give you our thoughts rather. Um, And yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So the heat start the season three and one with victories over the Milwaukee bucks, the Orlando magic and the Brooklyn nets. Um, All really impressive victories. Um, Two may seem a bit more impressive than the other, but let me tell you, The early season Orlando Magic have given the Heat a lot of problems over the years. Uh, I seem to remember last season, uh, the first game of the season was in Orlando and Miami lost that one.
0: Yeah, you know, when it comes to the Orlando Magic, I feel like every single season, at least every single season that Vucevic has been there, you get this, like, two-week, three-week span at the beginning of the year where everyone is like, oh, my God, the Orlando Magic are surprisingly good and beating all these teams and whatever. And eventually, actual season progresses, and we're all like, oh, yeah, they suck. Um, This year, no Nikola Vucevic. And so the Relo Magic are, well, yeah, no Aaron Gordon, no Evan Fournier, no, uh, um, I mean, they, they've got great talent in right now, Carter Jr. and Cole Anthony, who's really been incredible this season. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does. I do want to apologize. I, I made a, uh, A slight error. I said that he wasn't as good as Kyle Lowry. What I meant to say is that he isn't as good as Kyle Lowry yet. Because I am sure that Cole Anthony will be an incredible NBA player. And he already is a great NBA player. But anyways, your little magic this year, they haven't really been playing uh, above their uh, standards. They've kind of just been playing the way you would expect this team to play. Look, I think we're talking a little too much about the magic. That's true. Why would anyone a, talk about magic? This is a heat because you
1: were Cole Anthony like punched you in the face once or whatever. <laughs> um no, but uh I'm just kind of Luke, where are you at with this team right now? Because I'm excited. The defense is a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Like I knew we knew it was gonna be good, but best in the league was something I wasn't really expecting. Um, where are you at right now
0: with this team? I feel really good about this team and you um, specifically the switching looks so good. When Jimmy Butler is able to switch on to anyone, when Kyle Lowry is able to switch on to anyone, and you pretty much have an entire lineup where even Duncan Robinson is getting these tough assignments and handling them well. As I've said, and I'll say this throughout the year, as long as it Team is good. The Miami Heat defense is a black hole where dreams go to to die. The one thing that really concerns me, though, and I'm going to be honest here, at the end of the 2020 season, uh, beginning of the 2021 season, the one thing that I kept hearing over and over again is there's no way that teams will continue to be this unlucky from long distance as they have been against Miami heat. You've seen now, although the heat defense has been incredible, they passed up a lot of perimeter opportunities to, and they've allowed a lot of perimeter opportunities and the other teams just have not been able to capitalize on them. I'm very afraid that when, the season goes on, these teams will adjust and guys will get back into their shooting rhythm, just as we hope Duncan Robinson will. And that's going to start to really, really hurt. I, so I'm kind of on the fence
1: about this. Um, with what you're saying, I agree with a lot of your points. I think defensively in terms of the shooting, something I've noticed with Miami is yeah, they like to, they leak out corner threes and just open shots in general. Um, sure teams haven't been making them, but have you seen the way these guys are closing out on
0: shooters? Yeah, the closeouts are great. I mean, that makes me really happy. But At the same time, it's it's a lot of, like, you
1: know, choppy steps, you know, making sure. Like, the Heat, um, for a very long time, I remember people making notes of this during the 1920 season. Um, instead of jumping... Yeah, yeah. Instead of jumping into... 19-
0: Okay. Okay. Instead I, of nineteen
1: twenty, <laughs> instead of <laughs> I like, like
0: I didn't realize Naismith went that early.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Instead of jumping into shooters, like you know, jumping to try and block shots, like a lot of teams do, um, the Heat and a lot of the NBA started employing these flybys where guys would run at shooters, run to the the strong side of their body, put a hand up, and just run by them to try and get out in transition. Um, the Heat have done away with that. Instead, it's a lot of choppy, quick steps to make up a lot of ground between yourself and the shooter and then getting a good contest up. I think that is something that is sustainable. The poor shooting by other teams... I mean, listen, one team has shot above 40% against the Heat, and they shot like 40.8%, and it was the magic. I doubt that that's what's going to happen, but listen... I'm I'm happy with it right like
0: best defense in the league, Luke. That's insane. I think the, the biggest thing that you notice when you talk about the national narratives, what ESPN has been referencing. What By national the way, narratives? This- they don't talk about the heat. Yeah, I- I kept um. I, I gotta be honest. After every Heat game, not really the Magic game, but after the next game and the Bucks game, I was looking through ESPN, through the Ringer, the Score, my uh, friends of the Score, uh, especially our Bear Honey, um, and other guys uh in the uh, national coverage. There's really nobody talking about the fact that the Heat beat. The two best teams, quote unquote, in the Eastern Conference. What everyone was in the saying, NBA. In the, uh, I mean, there's. I, I don't think that's on. That's as. Uh, I don't setting. trust the Lakers. I don't. <laughs> Say what you want about the Lakers. I haven't seen the. Look, here's what we know. Everyone was saying the Heat won't make it back because they're not better than the Nets and they're not better than Bucks. They just beat both of them. And you can say what you want about Drew Holiday, Nick Flaxton, Brooks Lopez, whatever. The Heat beat Giannis and and Chris Middleton, and then beat Kevin Durant and James Harden. I'm not that I'm not as sure about the Western Conference, um, because I think that teams like Denver, Utah, even LA and Golden State, if they're healthy, are better than those teams in the East. But It does kind of give you a certain confidence as someone who loves this team and its fan base that, like, I don't think the Heat are afraid of anybody. And that definitely comes from the very top. I mean, Pat Riley's been doing this since 1920. (laughs) No, but, like, I...
1: In terms of, like, who's the best teams in the league right now, like, let's, let's look at it, really. Milwaukee's really injured right now. That's a team that hasn't been at full strength practically all season. So I don't really know what to think on them yet. Um, the Nets, like, say what you will about the Kyrie Irving situation. It is not something I want to get into on this podcast. They don't look good right now. Just straight up. Like, they don't look like a title team. Kevin Durant is all-world top two player in the on the planet Earth. We all know Up that. Ooh, that's a conversation for another day.
0: Yeah, um, when Ben has more time and doesn't have to get to work. I have more. War-
1: it's, it's what time? It? I can't even see. It's five... 05 p.m. here
0: on the East Coast. There, I have there will it. be an episode. I, I'm, I'm saying this now, and and Ben is just finding out about this now. There will be an episode where we debate this. We might bring on a guest for it, but there, might. Th- this episode will happen. It will.
1: Um, there will also potentially be an episode where Luke calls me and puts me on speaker from work. But, um, that that might be tonight. Um, but. <laughs> I am feeling really good about the Heat's chances in the Eastern conference right now. Um, I think the, the one real negative that I'm seeing right now is just the offense hasn't gotten going yet. And like, you know, a guy like Kyle Lowry is steady as they come, you know, he'll get it together. Raptors fans have been talking about it on Twitter. This is who he is at the beginning of the season. He really takes a while to just sort of get into his groove um, so I'm not super worried about his scoring totals. The assist numbers have been incredible. The passing has been so good.
0: Yeah, this this is my view on Kyle Lowry so far. I'm not worried about his scoring that much, especially because his defense is a just been like it, it's not just like oh you added another defender now you can put somebody on perimeter guards it's it's having the point of attack defender like Kyle Lowry means that you don't have to just be like okay Bam and bio literally has to run the entire show yeah. it means that when when they come down the court there's actually a chance that they won't get an easy basket yeah
1: but <laughs> and I mean like you know talking about Kyle at the point of attack. If you just check the numbers right now, Jimmy is second in the league in steals averaging 3.3 a game because he's just been able to play free safety and like just annihilate passing lanes.
0: And with regards to their scoring, I, I think here's my view on Kyle Lowry. He was brought here to fill some very obvious gaps that being Perimeter defense and uh, playmaker, quarterback, um, uh, orchestrator, El Presidente on offense. Yeah. The last thing that he was brought in to do, which is kind of like it's not a plugging a hole, but it's a little bit of a bonus, is. I think the perception was is another great thing about having an elite guy like Kyle Lowry is it takes some of the scoring pressure off of Jimmy, yeah. and that Kyle hasn't really done that. No,
1: but we've seen other guys stepping up to do that. A guy, you know, Tyler Hero being the prime example, averaging I believe twenty one points per game uh, right now. Um, and then you know, obviously Bam has taken not really a leap in his scoring, but just kind of more steady, uh, more consistent scoring. Um, whereas last year you had, you know, some games he'd go for 26 and other games he'd go for eight this year. He's kind of been around that steady 16 to 20 range, um, every night. I think his lowest game was 16. His highest was against Brooklyn 24, which they're going to need from him. But, um, you know, you talk about, you know, Kyle being the, really the quarterback playmaker of the offense, He's 11th in the league in assists right now at 7.7 a night. Um, he has really changed the way the Heat play, um, not in the half court necessarily, but like in the full court, running, picking up the pace a bit. Like when Kyle Lowry plays, like the game moves faster from Miami. Um, and I think something you did say that I, I kind of want to push back on you said Kyle was here to make score, to uh, become a scorer next to Jimmy so that Jimmy doesn't have to do all the scoring. I disagree. Kyle's here to be a playmaker so that Jimmy can focus solely on scoring. That's fair. I meant that it was more of a bonus. Sure. I get that. But like, we saw it against Orlando. Jimmy had 36 points. When was the last time Jimmy had 36 points in a regular season game? Take
0: that, Bryn Forbes.
1: <laughs> yeah, take that, Bryn Forbes. Um, you just lost oh. to a guy who got outscored by Bryn Forbes in the first round. He's in San Antonio, right? He is back in San Antonio, yes. Yeah, I cannot wait till that game. I can.
0: I can wait as long as you want. We don't have to do that. Oh, no, because I, I want to see. I, I don't know when the game is, and uh, it, I don't know when. Or if uh, we, uh, the Heat play San Antonio soon. But I think in that game, you could see Jimmy basically just give him the full TJ Warren treatment. I would very much
1: like that. Um, yeah, no, we've had no one on the team making more than made more than uh, what nine threes, I think, to start the season. Just the yeah. shooting has been kind of abysmal. Um, you hope that picks up. They can't be like the worst three-point shooting team in the league for the whole season. They their weapons are too good. That that just won't happen, I don't think. Um, a guy like Duncan Robinson is not going to keep putting up clunkers from deep. Um, we saw him get going a little bit in the second half against Brooklyn. Hope that momentum can continue. Uh, but overall, I'm just over the moon with how well this team has played. They're beating good teams
0: convincingly, Luke. Yeah, it feels a lot like 2020. It does. Um, Although I'm happy that we got through the uh, the, uh, the most prominent narratives because here's what I want to do before we wrap up. Give me one thing. That you are disappointed by so far that we haven't discussed yet, and one thing that you are excited about so far? Uh, what if do you want? You me to start want with? I can start. Would, would, would if, you want
1: to start with the disappointment or with something that we're, I'm happy about that I haven't gotten to talk about yet?
0: No, the, the heat are three and one. You start with the disappointment, and okay. then we finish off with. I have. Um, a couple, but I'm going to go with the one that
1: I've that I've really like not gotten to talk too much about.
0: I want to see if we have the same one.
1: <laughs> uh, Gabe Vincent is something I'm upset about. I was really hoping to see him come in and play really good minutes at the backup point guard. And instead, he just has not gotten a chance to play much at all outside of the Indiana game where he didn't look great. I really was hoping that the Olympic experience would help develop him and turn him into a quality backup uh, backup guard. But um, it just looks like that's not the case yet. And, you know, I like Gabe. I think a lot of Heat fans really like Gabe Vincent, but just he hasn't been able to put it together yet. Um, Can I can I talk about like a couple of the other ones
0: just really quickly? uh go for it and then i'll give you mine it's like
1: Markeith morris who i've talked about not being the uh, damn it, That's a biggest it. fan <laughs> of um but i'll leave that one to you but the other one is um i hope to see max Struess get one of those games going where he can break out and hit a few threes because he's he's been playing super hard and i, I really want to see him knock a few
0: down yeah i think Markeith. i think that headband is kryptonite for him because as soon as he took the headband off, he started. He went from just being bootleg James Johnson to actually being a solid player. It's
1: like it's like LeBron <laughs> in Game Six of the twenty thirteen Finals. You take the headband <laughs> exactly. off, of
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah, I get we're, that. We're on the same page. Marquise Morris is exactly as good as LeBron James. Hey, do you, do you
1: remember those talks we were having about James Johnson during thirty and eleven, where he was like a mini LeBron? point forward type thing.
0: I mean, I didn't know you, but I was definitely having those talks with you somewhere around the Twitter verse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I remember those conversations, um, but no, uh, as for like something positive that I haven't really gotten the chance to talk about. Um, PJ Tucker has like surprised me with how good he's been. Um, I knew he was going to be like tough defensively. I just didn't expect him to be this good of a defender. Like, he's moving in a way that I didn't see him moving in Milwaukee. Um, and I quarter three. <laughs> yeah, he, he had 15 points in one game. I thought it'd take him like 20 games to get to 15 points.
0: I think he's been shooting better than Duncan. <laughs> I
1: th- I'm pretty sure he's been the best shooter on the team. And that's how you know there's an issue right now with the shooting, if, if nothing else. But yeah, PJ's been good. I'm I'm pleased.
0: Yeah, I um, Mark Keith Morris. He's been, um, I think I'm less upset about his individual performance and more of his performance when it relates to the rest of the team because yes. you want to have Tucker out there with Bam, yes. and if you think about who's coming off the bench because both Tucker and Bam need rest. You've got Demin and Morris who can't it's, really even...
1: Luke, it's looked awful. <clears throat> it's looked so bad when they've shared the floor.
0: And I would love to say, okay, we'll like get some third stringer in there. We'll, we only have one other guy who can play that position, and that's goddamn Casey Acapel. Hey, hey, now, hey, now.
1: Omer, Omer's the future. Bam and is, Turk okay. Novitsky. We are, we're about How like he's gonna get it going. We're like two, two and a half hours away from game time. Um, BAM is questionable tonight. There's a very real chance we get a big Omer game or like a oh big Omer God. minutes, I guess would be the way to put it. Um, but yeah, do you think what, what's well, Luke, what's the thing that you're positive, you're high on that we haven't
0: gotten to talk about? Oh, so I, I the first thing that I'm um, because you took the marquee thing, I'm low on the fact that um with a team that is so deprav deprived of death, I'm upset that there haven't that they haven't experimented more with Caleb Martin. Because I think that's a solid NBA player. And to be honest, like when you've got Gabe Vincent out out there, and at times like I, I just, Caleb Martin has already proven that he can play in the NBA, which is more than some of the other guys in this roster. Can,
1: can I push? Can I push back on that a little bit? Yeah, the bench has been really good, actually. Like some of the guys have have had rough starts to the season, but like Tyler and and Dwayne
0: Dedmon have been on fire to start. So that's my high, Dwayne, Mr. Dwayne Deadman. He is nothing fancy, nothing extravagant. He'll get some points in, he'll get some three point shots in. But we're talking about a guy who just gets in there and does what he's supposed to do. Did you see
1: him trading mid range jumpers with your favorite <laughs> player ever, Lamarcus Aldridge, in that Brooklyn
0: game? <laughs> I did. I did. I did see him trading jumpers with my favorite player ever.
1: <laughs> it was crazy. Call of Famer.
0: How, yeah. We'll see. Man, one day we're going to get LaMarcus on the pod. and We're, we're going to go at you. I don't hate LaMarcus Aldridge. I just don't think he's any good anymore.
1: I also think he was never as good as Chris Bosh, and people who say that need to go. Take, I was think t- there's a, a difference walk. between that.
0: There's a difference. I mean, just, you, you know what? You, I'm, you lo- know I'm what,
1: using your love of Chris Bosh against you right now. I hope you know that you
0: you are. You're like pitting my you're like you're pitting my favorite player in the NBA of like NBA history against a guy that I really like, um, but. Yeah, just just fine. Just talk your talk. Just don't be surprised when like two weeks from now I replace you with Lamarcus Aldridge.
1: (laughs) Man, if that's what's happening, you make the joke you want to ride my coattails, bro. I'll ride you all the way to the top, Luke.
0: Oh yeah, you ride me straight to Lamarcus
1: Aldridge's room. (laughs) We should talk we should stop talking about riding each other. This is a family-friendly
0: show god damn it that is not what it was implied who Heat he does not condone the uh the the words of hold on Luke hold on hold
1: Weber. on he condones you doing whatever you feel is right however we personally may not feel that way
0: <laughs> oh my god who Heat he does not uh, um um uh can he does not he is an old married couple I think that's what we've realized. All right, all right, fine. Okay, Ben, say goodbye to the people. Are we done? Is that it? <laughs> you made me too sad. You made me too sad. Whatever.
1: Luke. Damn, he turned his camera off. Yeah, he's that sad. Wow. Okay. Um, we gotta. Okay, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, rate and review. Leave reviews. Leave ratings, please.
0: I'll be on the coverage to, uh, for the game, by the way. Um, yes, so tune in for it. that. Um I'm kicking Ben off the show for an episode. We have
1: a manscaped ad, hoop ball twenty, for twenty percent off. I'm pretty sure um Nick's are pretty good right now, but Nick's on never mind.
0: Uh <laughs> oh goddamn. damn it. Um, um Yeah, you will be uh yeah okay you'll be thanked I'm not legally allowed to say that but you will be thanked alright Ben for once and for till next time say goodbye to the people goodbye people has been a hoop ball presentation.